everybody. Welcome to the City Girls Pod. And this is the show where we like to look at back episodes of Sex in the City. And today we are in season three, episodes 10, 11, and 12. We're talking a lot of weddings. This this episode's gonna be fun. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Jax is here. Hi. And we have Megan Dorsey's here. Megan, thanks so much for coming on and, and talking Sex in the City again with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah. These I thought were pretty good episodes. Like they're frustrating, obviously in a way because of Carrie's behavior, but uh, as we set off air, Megan said, they, there's lots to talk about in these episodes. Characters make interesting choices. Yeah. yeah. Would you agree, Jax? Uh, yeah, I feel exactly the same that they were very enjoyable, great storylines, but boy, is my girl getting under my skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's frustrating. Uh, and even Charlotte's choices are a little, are a little frustrating under more, uh, are, but are interesting and we're going to talk about them and, uh, we'll start with episode 10. It's all or nothing. And basically in this episode, uh, Aiden uh, goes to Pennsylvania and Carrie, uh, Carrie uses it as a chance to make more mistakes with big. Um, and, uh, and then uh, Charlotte gets a uh, prenup from Trey. Uh, and, uh, and so that's, that's the most of the plot, but yeah, it starts out, uh, the, uh, with Carrie and Aiden being pretty flirty and then Carrie tells Samantha about big and Aiden said, I mean, Samantha says, Samantha says until Aiden says, I love you, you're a free agent. What do you think about that, Megan? Well, I don't really prescribe to that <laughs> that logic, but um, I did. So I have the DVDs. So I watched these episodes with the commentary from uh -huh. Michael Patrick King. And yeah, and so one of the things he really, like the, one of the big themes of what he was saying was he really, they wanted as a writer's team to see what happens when the good girl does something bad. You know, will, will the audience still like her? you know, what they felt that they hadn't seen that on TV before. Obviously, this was, you know, 20 years ago. Um, but they felt they really hadn't seen, you know, the good girl do something bad. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And he mentioned when he, she tells, they wanted her to tell Samantha first, because she would be the less judgmental of the three. So that was, you know, cognitive choice to, for her to tell Samantha first. So that, I thought that was interesting. I don't know if it really, I mean, maybe it's the Hallmark fan in me that like one that doesn't like that, you know, that wants things uh -huh. to be more sort of squeaky and in love and everything like that. But, uh, but I don't know. What do you think about that, Jax? Well, first of all, I love the, the DVDs, Megan. And I think that <laughs> commentary is very insightful. I like watching deeply flawed characters who make mistakes. I think where I have difficulty with this is that I don't, and I know we don't really have the time and space for it in a show like this that is mostly a comedy and the episodes are short and that's not what we're doing, but I don't see Carrie being tortured enough by this. I see like, oh, I'm, I'm doing a bad thing. Oh no, it's such a bad thing. Rather than like, I feel horrible. And that for me is really missing in this. And I don't think it's in Sarah Jessica Parker's performance. I think it's in the writing and also in the tone that the show was trying to achieve. I think she's doing exactly what they wanted her to do and the tone of the show, but I don't know. I need more. I don't know. What do you think, Rachel? Yeah. I mean, she compares it. She says, oh, this will be our bridges of uh, Madison. Uh, it'll be bridges of Madison Avenue instead of Madison County. Uh, but in in that case in that movie slash book they they actually like really felt something and and she was in like a, a sad place and like not that you should ever have an affair but it was like it meant something whereas like you haven't felt that with her and big 
it's just like her giving into temptation. And I don't know. I feel like that's not as a good enough excuse when she's in a happy relationship, you know, like again, in Bridges, Madison County, she's not in a happy relationship. So more understandable. Yeah. I think there is also something about it that a one-time mistake is one thing. Um, like not condoning it, but we all make mistakes and, but like, this is ongoing. And also, I mean, story of Carrie's life, Big is still treating her terribly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't really agree with Samantha about, and you're a free agent until someone says, I love you. Like at this point, they, they are in a committed relationship. I mean, I don't, I feel like that's a major stretch. Yeah, I agree. I think some couples, you know, have a talk about it, but I think once you're regularly sleeping with someone, you know, I, I, I think it's understood. I don't think um, Aiden's out there doing anything and Carrie knows that. I think Samantha kind of just says that to sort of let Carrie off the hook. Yeah. And um, she says, I'm more old fashioned than you think. No. Not. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Yeah. I think that's interesting too, because it's not this, what could be perceived as a gray area where maybe they haven't defined the relationship. Although, like you said, Megan, it's pretty clear that they have, you know, but it's, it's like Carrie wasn't on some girls weekend and got drunk and made out with a guy at a bar. She is having intercourse with her ex-boyfriend. Like this is like a little bit. Who was yeah. married. Yeah, it was married. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And she says, I don't want to be a free agent. So this is like basically narcissistic behavior at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, Self-destructive too. I yeah, think she's yeah. just, I, she's, I think she can't be happy. It's like she, I think she's destroying the relationship with, with Aiden because she, maybe she believes she, she deep down, she can't be happy or she doesn't deserve to be happy. It feels very self-destructive. Yeah. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. narcissistic. And uh, then uh, we have, so Aiden goes to Pennsylvania and uh, the p- best part about this episode is this whole plot line of Samantha getting the flu uh, because I don't know about you guys, but I, I never feel like single or sad or about my relationship status more than when I'm sick and you, you both are in relationships. So, but, but just, I think it's not because I want a partner necessarily. I just want my mother. I think it's what I want mm-hmm. when I'm sick. And I just want to be taken because I'm a very independent person. So normally I don't want to be taken care of, but the only time that I do want to be taken care of is when I'm sick. I'm like, Ugh. and I remember one time, this is when my, my parents lived in California. I was, I was so sick. I was the sickest I've ever been. And I couldn't breathe well. I could, this is not COVID. This was years ago. Um, I couldn't uh, breathe well. My whole body was just in so much pain from coughing. And every time I coughed, my whole body hurt. It was just miserable. I was so sick. And, uh, and I just, I called my mom and I was just like, I need help. I need, you know, and <laughs> I'm so upset because I couldn't even talk hardly because I couldn't breathe. It was just awful. And, uh, and my mom, flew from California to take care of me and I will never forget it. (laughs) I love that. Oh yeah. Yes. (laughs) And because I I was just so sick. I just needed my mother to take care of me. (laughs) Uh I thought that was really cute that Samantha needed her mom's home remedy. What what was it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fanta and and cough syrup over ice. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have that home remedy, but I, uh, I like, I take a little, um, orange juice and a little bit of vanilla and you heat it up. Um, and, uh, it's just, you know, so a bunch of vitamin C, I don't know how much good it really does, but it tastes really good. And it's, it's very hot and 
that's that actually my, really good. yeah, it's good. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but I don't know. What did you, what did you relate to that, uh, uh, Jax? Yeah. I mean, the last time I was really, really sick, um, was pre-vaccine. Alex and I got COVID at the same time and nobody was taking care of anybody. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, it was, you know, we were both really, really down for the count. And it was one of those things that even though I'm in a relation, but I'm very grateful to be with him. Like there is this primal thing that I was also like wishing my mom was there. You know, it, it, it's very like, mm-hmm. cause I was almost like retreating to that like child self of just being like, I just want to cry and have someone rub my forehead. Yeah. No, I do think it's it, Wayne and men are the worst <laughs> with things like that. <laughs> they uh they tend to not take getting sick it's like a personal insult to their man uh megan what about you you are a mom so you yeah (laughs) you're on the other side of this well it's so funny because we just went through we just the stomach flu just flew through our house yeah the kids got it on friday and then i had it and it was terrible it was it's so Mm. hard to be sick And I remember when I used to live in San Francisco by myself with my dog and when I would get sick, you're you're so right. It's like, for some reason, you're just like, I need someone because you just, you can't do anything. And then I remember my dog would be looking at me like, I need to go out. And I would be like, I can't move. (laughs) You know, I'm so sick. So yeah, I hated getting sick when I was single. And luckily we had like a little... I kind of like bodega, right? I had a little bodega right across the street. So I could at least like walk there and get orange juice or something, but I didn't have a car. So like going to the grocery store was difficult. So like every time I got sick in the city, I was in San Francisco. I was just, it was the worst. (laughs) It is nice to have someone to take care of you. Yeah. (laughs) It was so nice that your mom came. Yeah, that was so nice. Uh So we also have in this episode, the, uh, the Charlotte getting the, the prenup, she's first picking out China patterns with, uh, with Trey. And I don't know, is that still a thing that couples do is, I mean, I, I feel like I rarely see that on registries. Like this is our, this is our pattern, you know, order a place setting or whatever. Are you planning on doing that Jax? No. <laughs> We're not, we're not registering or anything. We like, uh, no, not registering at all. Oh, really? I mean, we have, um, we, uh, like we were both single for a long time and we're both like full, full adults. I mean, I don't feel like it, but we don't really need, and we live in a one bedroom apartment. And so we're kind of like, we have all this stuff that we need. So like anything, anyone would get us would be like nice or sentimental and that's sweet but no I don't the china pattern stuff oh although um I did mention to my friend that we didn't have enough forks so he Amazon primed me like 10 forks so <laughs> I did get that just not as a registry thing but I mentioned I, I feel like I'd want to do it just to have one of those scanners and go around target and yeah. click click click, click. <laughs> that would be fun <laughs> <laughs> I feel like almost everyone does target, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think that's pretty passe, uh, the, the whole, this is our pattern, but yeah. probably something that, that, uh, someone like Charlotte, I guess would still do, but, well, um, it's funny because when my sister got married, like what, like 10 years ago. And my mother was horrified that she wasn't going to register for wedding China. She was like, so (laughs) upset about it. And my sister was like, we don't need wedding China. And my, my mother was like horrified. She thought it was like the worst decision my sister ever made. I was like, (laughs) I was like, mom, like it, you know, and I, I actually have my, my great grandmothers on my, on my, so my grandfather's mother I have her wedding china oh, okay yeah so yeah, that's really I... nice and I get it out on the holidays and stuff so yeah. I didn't register for china we registered for some other things but yeah yeah I I have some plates from my uh 
um, from my grandma as well. And I think the part of it is just people just don't formal entertain anymore. I mean, if you have people over for dinner party, whatever, it's usually pretty casual. You don't have like the formal dining room as much people have open concept. And, uh, and so that, that sort of, you just don't see that as much. And so you don't need it uh, as much, uh, but Trey, I mean, for being from a rich family, he's, he's actually pretty price conscious. It seems like. Yeah. Which is interesting and surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so then we, we find about the prenup and I, I kind of feel like it's not that big a deal. I think the, uh, what do they call it? The vesting schedule is a little bit strange. And then it's particularly the whole, um, a hundred K for each boy is, is strange, especially if they know that Trey has problems in this area. I, I think it's especially strange. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. What do you think, Megan, about that, about the prenup? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm kind of on Miranda's side. It's like, you know, it's, it's practical. I mean, I didn't do one with my husband and, um, so I, I, but I think I do agree that the whole no money for, for girls was weird. <laughs> like, yeah, that was weird, but you know, I don't really have a lot of experience with it because, you know, I didn't do one. My yeah. sister didn't do one. I don't really have, I've never had any friends talk to me about it. I, maybe they didn't, didn't tell me, but I, I don't really have any experience with it, but I don't think it, I understand why people do it. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jax? Yeah, I definitely don't think the the prenup itself is an issue because really when you're getting married, you're entering into a contract anyway, and you're just going default with the contract that the the state has for you. So by doing a prenup, you're taking it into your own hands and you know divvying it up exactly how you want. I think where it's problematic is if someone has a lot more um, money or power in terms of like, getting a fair contract, not in wanting to preserve the money that they have if something would happen, but in, in like that, that would make me uncomfortable. But yeah, the, the boys thing that was just barf. barf. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but evidently that's the way it's always been done in the McDougal family is what Trey says. So, uh, but I did, it was a, it was a good moment for Charlotte when she says, you know, I deserve a, I deserve a million. That was a good moment for her. Yeah. I loved her facing off with bunny. Mm-hmm. I also like when they say that Samantha had turned into Charlotte. That was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and I, and I, it is an interesting moment for her, for Samantha, because she's sort of realizing that none of these guys, these, the downside to her lifestyle is that none of these people really care that much about her, you know, to, for, for having these sort of dis- disposable partners, they prove to not be there when she needs somebody. What I thought was confusing about this though, is that I was shocked that she expected them to be like, she's got these best friends and presumably, even though we don't see that, because that's not what the show is, like we don't meet her work colleagues, but I feel like Samantha is the kind of person who has plenty of people that care about her. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know why she would be calling the guys that she slept with, because I don't think she cares about them in that way either. Like, I don't think she'd want them to see her like that. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably just that being sick kind of needy mindset that we're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. it is. I wonder why she wouldn't just call a handyman. Yeah. yeah. Or somebody like that. But she seems, you know, sort of disappointed that I think she at least thought these guys in her black book were were more friends than they actually were. Yeah. I think. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, 
you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Harry uh, takes, uh, takes uh, Pete, dog, for a walk, and she loses, loses Pete talking to Big. And the thing I, I mean, I actually thought this was a pretty good sequence, but I feel like this should have made Carrie change more than it did. Uh, Rachel, yes, this made me sick. This made me sick that, and I know she was upset about it, but it's like, I, I saw her, like the way she was like not dealing with that leash. Like I was walking in friend's dog one time and, um, he got off leash and like, thank goodness he was okay. But like, even that moment, even though I was paying attention and like, he like got out of his harness, like I was still overwhelmed with like anxiety and guilt about it. And she let him get away because she was talking to her ex and she's sleeping with, and she wasn't paying attention. Like I was so mad at her. Yeah. You agree, Megan? Oh yeah. That's, scene is very stressful <laughs> yeah i mean and thank god the dog goes back which i found kind of surprising that he would like go back you think he'd go back to aiden's house but i guess he was closer to uh, carrie's um, that's true that's a good point yeah we had a dog when i was a kid and if you let it, just even the door slightly ajar it would just take off <laughs> like really? running down the street yeah it was a, just jack yeah. russell terrier it was crazy and it would well, like it was like always trying to run away my dog is the opposite like we can leave everything open she would never leave me <laughs> <laughs> she's like i have no interest in going but yeah it, the scene is very stressful and um i mean and then i think it's interesting when she's like just soaked in the rain because you know sarah jessica parker is famous for having like a no nudity claws but she's like pretty <laughs> like you can pretty see everything in that outfit yeah <laughs> she's so green wet and she just looks oh it's it's a hard hard moment mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah and i i just feel like she should have when he says i can smell something are you cheating i can smell the smoke on you this was the moment she should have confessed um, what did you think of the, of the whole fashion choice with, um, Carrie and well, the three, the three girls at the engagement party and Carrie with the like princess Leia buns in her hair. <laughs> I actually thought it was like kind of quirky and fun. I mean, it, it's interesting what she can pull off or what she tries to pull off. And I, I thought it was at least, um, like it made me smile. Mm-hmm. In the commentary, um, Michael Patrick King says that they got that idea from, I wrote it down from a Paris runway show. Oh, okay. A model had the hair like that and that's where they got the idea. So he said it came from somewhere, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. a fun look. Uh, they all looked pretty, I thought in that scene in Charlotte in this kind of washed blue dress. I love that dress. Uh, That was pretty. Yes. That looked good. Um, Yes. So what would you give this episode? uh, The, uh, I also liked, she's watching an affair to remember. That made me laugh. (laughs) Uh, It's very, uh, I think, you know, very rom-com, very Nora Ephron. Yeah. Think of that. But, uh, but uh, Jax, what would you give this episode one to 10? Um, although her behavior is frustrating, I find this one to be very entertaining and watchable. And it made me like Aiden a lot more too. Like he says, I love you. And he's like, dogs run away. Like, he's just such, I don't know. He's such a great guy. And I I think I'd give this one an 8.5. What about you, Megan? 
Yeah, I agree. I think I would give it an 8.5 too. Again, yeah, her behavior is deplorable, but the episode <laughs> itself <laughs> is like, I, it's very watchable and entertaining. Mm-hmm. All right. Next we have running with scissors. And the big thing in this episode is we get our introduction to Anthony. So that's very exciting <laughs> as uh, as Charlotte's stylist. And I do find it hard to believe that she would not have a wedding planner. I mean, I, I feel like a wedding on this size and somebody like Charlotte would have a, a planner from the get-go. Yeah, definitely someone, one, someone like Charlotte and two, if you're marrying into the McDougal family, I think that they would insist too, like the whole thing, you yeah. know. Yeah, but evidently they, she gets just a stylist, not even a wedding planner, but she's like, I thought she was really funny when she's got all of the bridal magazines. She's like, you can handle your other problems later. Now you get a magazine, you get a magazine. (laughs) That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Have you, have you, uh, Jax? gotten some bridal magazines yet i know you're kind of planning long but have you done any of that (laughs) (laughs) i probably need to like you know get get into it a little more but no i haven't but i like i i i love that charlotte is very comfortable with asking for what she needs from her friends and sort of like taking that space and owning that because I feel like if my friends didn't seem interested, I'd just be like, okay, you know. Yeah. 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 I <laughs> I I've I've helped friends plan weddings. Uh my and my sister. Uh my other I have two two sisters and a brother that are married. Um, but my other sister, she had, she got married during COVID. And so it was just, it was at the courthouse. It is actually really cute what they did and and everything, but, um, uh, she was in England, so I wasn't able to be there, but they took some video and everything. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think I would be pretty low maintenance because I don't think that I really care about having a big wedding. Um, and, and um weddings for my church are usually pretty simple um but uh but i i do have a couple things i have a a cake that i like that i've liked for forever i have this cake and uh um so i have a few things that i'm like i think i know what i want but uh especially decorated cake or is it like the flavor that you okay yeah especially the way it's decorated they kind of toss it well it gives the appearance of sort of a bouquet that's sort of like tossed on top and i just really it's very simple just white and then with this bouquet on top that i i really like that's so cool Uh, yeah so but other than that i don't really i don't really have too much i'd love to get my my cousin uh my cousin julia she had a, a, a dress made for her with three quarter length sleeves. And I've always loved that. I think that's so beautiful. I, and you never see it hardly ever. Yeah. Um, and so I think that would be fun to do something like that. But uh, when do you think you're going to like go look for your wedding dress and stuff like that? Have you thought about that, Jax? No, I need to like really like get like on it. Like my mom and my sister and I went, um, and I tried on one dress and really liked it. So I think that's the one I kind of want, but like, um, we just kind of went like, just for the experience of doing it. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel awkward trying stuff on in front of people. Like I like attention cause I'm an actor, but I only like, I don't like birthday attention or like this kind of attention I like attention when I'm pretending to be someone else. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I'll feel like weird about that whole thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Megan? Were you, uh, were you, uh, what were you like planning your wedding? Oh, I'd love to say I was low maintenance, but I was not. (laughs) (laughs) I think I tried on like 50 wedding dresses. (laughs) I love Jackson's like, I tried on one I liked. I was like, oh dear God, I tried on like 50. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought trying on wedding dresses would be the most fun thing, but it turned into just I, I think I, I overthink things and I just 
way overthought it. I was like, it has to be perfect. You know, I have to feel a certain way in it. And it's like, and then I was a COVID bride and we ended up um, postponing our wedding a whole year. And so like the week we shut down the, like the week before, like the world shut down the, my dress had arrived and they were like call and they're like, you know, you're, it's, you're ready to start the fittings. And then the world shut down and we decided to just postpone a whole year. So by the time I tried my dress on <laughs> again for like the second time, it had been so long. I was so worried. I was like, am I still going to like it? Am yeah, I still plus gonna... you got like, you've got COVID, COVID weight, which we all oh, have. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I was like, am I going to fit into it? Like I, <laughs> I was so stressed out <laughs> and, and then like, I mean, it all turned out to be fine and my the place I bought my dress, the, the seamstress, oh my God, the seamstress was so detail oriented. She asked me when I was going to be on my period. And if I would be on my period when I was on the wedding, then we had to do the fittings when I was on my period because your body smart. changes. Yeah, really smart. I was like, this lady knows what she's doing. <laughs> like, I'm in the good hands. Wow. Yeah, they yeah. were very, very detail oriented. Um, yeah, so it turned out fine, but it 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 was a little stressful the dress thing. And going back to the magazines, um, I was so excited when I got engaged to buy bridal magazines because I had always dreamed that when I was a kid. They're not easy to find. Yeah, no. <laughs> you have to like like they don't really make much anywhere. You have to go to like a Barnes and Nobles or and they have like yeah, it's it wasn't as exciting as I had remembered it, you know, in the '90s and 2000s because yeah. they just now it's all on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, Charlotte uh, meets Anthony, and they are the perfect duo. <laughs> they are meant to be. I had forgotten uh, that this was how they met, actually. Yeah, yeah. I forgotten that, too. I have to say, most of the rest of this episode isn't my favorite <laughs> for the other characters. I just find this whole plot with Samantha about getting AIDS test, I, it seems unbelievable that somebody in 1999 would like if this was 89 then yes I understand I would understand it but still have this sort of panic about getting tested and that she wouldn't have gotten tested I mean with her lifestyle it just seems unbelievable to me yeah um it, it was pretty shocking. And I found the guy, um, I found that to be very sexy though, that he was uh, one so confident and obviously, you know, he's good in bed, but that he cares about safe sex for himself, yeah. whether it's selfish, great, but also like for his partners, I just, I really thought that was awesome that they were talking about that, but oh my gosh, wildly unbelievable that she wouldn't have had an AIDS test or like, I mean, other, I, I, I don't know if that meant that she's never been tested for STDs at all, but I, I'm assuming it's just like, I think they just do it all in one shot. So like, I, it was shocking. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, like on the Golden Girls, there's an episode where Rose has to get an AIDS, uh, AIDS test because of a scare with, uh, she had a blood transfusion with a surgery at the hospital. And so you're talking like 89 yeah, 88, 89, you know, when, when that show was on the air, I mean, then that makes sense. There was the panic about AIDS. AIDS was seen as, as a, uh, you know, kind of a bad people disease and things like that, which is ridiculous. But, um, and so people were ashamed to get the test. People were, you know, all this stuff. And, but I just feel like by this point that this episode airs in 2000, it, uh, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. Uh, do you agree, Megan? Yeah, I mean, when you go to the OBGYN, if you're, you know, active, they just test you usually, yeah. you know, like, and you go to the OBGYN, you know, every year, you, well, you used to go every year, now you go like every three years, but, um, so yeah, I mean, did she not go to the OBGYN? Like, but, you know, one of the biggest criticisms of, of this show is that they don't really talk about safety and that often so you know at least they're kind of talking about it in this episode because a lot of times we don't talk about it in these in in Mm -hmm. this season or this series so you know but yeah it it's 
it's obviously kind of just a plot device because she would have probably been tested by now. Yeah. I mean, it, it would make more sense for this storyline to happen to Charlotte. Obviously Mm -hmm. they can't because she's in a committed relationship at this point, but the, her personality is more likely to be somebody who would be nervous to get tested, you know, feel shame, you know, kind of thing. But especially for Samantha, it just felt weird to me and unbelievable. Um, And I also just hated everything with the sandwich. Man, that was so, that was dumb. I didn't like it. Oh, yeah. It it was um, really creepy. Like, (laughs) like really creepy. And then actually, so like, yeah, I found it to be really creepy when he's in the sandwich saying, eat me. But then when she tells him to like, take his thing off and you know he's such a cutie pie and then she walks away I was like that's kind of rude because then he's gonna think it's about I I don't know that was weird um yeah and he looked really young to me yes right yes I was just kind of like and so she's more interested I mean I would think she would be like I don't know he looked really young and it was just weird weird (laughs) storyline did they say anything about that in the commentary yeah, MPK just thought it would be so funny. I guess they, when they were um, taping like something in season one, they saw someone in like a sandwich costume, and he like made a mental note of it, and he wanted to bring it back. So <laughs> I know he thought it was like hilarious. <laughs> he really I, thinks it's funny. <laughs> I did like the line when Miranda is on the phone with Carrie, and she's like, "I can't have sex with the sandwich, can I?" <laughs> because I love sandwiches and sometimes the way that I approach a sandwich, it is with like a carnal desire. So that like made me laugh, but yeah, weird. Um, it kind of what? makes me think of um, how I met your mother that, uh, that since he's telling the story to his kids, right? They, oh. uh, instead of talking about smoking a joint, he's, he's like, well, we ate a sandwich. <laughs> Yeah. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I think of that. Um, <clears throat> yes. And so we also, Carrie is the worst. I think our friend of Carrie is the worst.com because this, she is the worst in this. I mean, she's, she's nitpicking uh, Aiden and saying he's, she doesn't like the way that he talks. And, uh, and then uh, she, uh she's with big and she runs into charlotte and she's ashamed which should be a big hint that maybe you shouldn't be doing this if you if you're one of your best friends you don't want to be seen with it and uh and then natasha catches her and falls down the stairs and breaks her teeth and so carrie takes her to the hospital which yes, that was good of her to do, but uh, I don't know. I was just so annoyed with her. <laughs> yeah. Um, something that really annoyed me throughout this episode is everyone's talking about, oh, Big's married and this is why this is wrong. Yes, sure. She's with Aiden. Like, he's a part of your, you know, friend circle now, like almost like not who cares about big and Natasha. I do. I don't necessarily think that, you know, that's right. You know, we should care about her. Like when Charlotte's saying, what would you do if someone did that to me? Sure. Okay. But the heck with that. Aiden, is someone talk about Aiden? You were in committed relationship with a man who was very good to you. And you're sleeping with a guy who was treated you like garbage. And, Oh, I just, yeah. Yeah. What did they say about that in the commentary? I mean, basically they, about what specifically about that? About uh, Carrie and Natasha and that, that whole scene. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to mention too, is that they had put um, Natasha all in white throughout her whole arc. And that's on purpose to make her sort of, yeah, to kind of like innocent and, you know, to kind of compare her to, you know, Carrie and her like, you know, crazy colorful fashion. Um, And they just, he basically just said he wanted to take like this beautiful girl and he thought like, what's the worst thing that could happen to her? And it would be like to knock her tooth out. And 
Oh, that scene. I mean, I've seen this episode hundreds of times. And when she falls down that stairs, I still audibly gasp. I was like, <gasps> my husband's like, what? I'm like, it just, the way she does that, or the, I don't know if it was her yeah. or a stunt devil, they didn't mention that, but it is, I mean, it's, it's really heart-wrenching. It's terrible. Oh, and then the scene in the hospital, um, in the commentary, they were talking about how that was seen, that was filmed on, um, at like a hospital, a real hospital. And the door, you know, kind of closes and opens behind Carrie as she's talking. And when she's finished with that, that line where she says, you know, we're so over, we need a new word for over the door, like just magically like reopened. And then she turns around and leaves. And he said that just like kind of happened. So I thought that was really interesting. And that makes that, I mean, that scene is, oh, the whole thing yeah. is really heart wrenching and poor Natasha. I mean, gosh. Could you yeah. imagine? You, you can understand why Big left her the money. Yeah. In his will. <laughs> in the in the and just like that. I, I yeah, it's it's really tough. It's tough to watch. It makes it a hard one to this episode a hard one to grade because it is, I think, executed well and it is compelling, but it's also frustrating. I don't know. What do you think, Jax? Yeah, I mean, I echo those sentiments exactly. Um, actually, we're talking about the writing. I actually do think it's very well, even the plot line, like the, with the AIDS plot line and stuff like that. I do like the whole, like, it's so thematic with the safe sex, whether it's like physically or emotionally safe. So I think it's really well done in those ways. I guess I'd give, give it a 7.5 because it is just hard to watch and like you yeah. said Megan yeah. like it, it is that audible gasp when she falls and yeah yeah I was gonna go with a seven for me uh but uh but yeah it's it's a tough one what do you think Megan yeah I think I would maybe do a little higher just because I've watched it so many times yeah. <laughs> I think I'd probably give it an eight I mean it eight. you know and it's yeah. hard to watch but I I think it's a good episode in it I mean it definitely does what they wanted to do, which is really drag Carrie through the mud and just make mm -hmm. her do, you know, just really kind of make her down and see how she would come back up is, you know, kind of the point of it. So, mm -hmm. well, the last episode we're going to talk about is don't ask, don't tell. And this is the big kind of wedding episode. And, uh, we, we start out with Miranda actually speed dating. She's trying to find a date to the, uh, the wedding. And I do kind of like this chance of going with Stanford. That's fun. Yeah. That's cute. Um, <laughs> uh, but there's this whole thing with Miranda. She, she, she lies to Clark Gregg at speed dating and says that, uh, she, uh, she's a stewardess. And then we find out later that he was lying too <laughs> about being a doctor because he always wanted to know what it was like to be with a stewardess. Uh, I don't know. I, it's, I do think there is some truth to this that, that men are threatened by, uh, the men can be uh, threatened by powerful, strong women. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was, it was kind of a fun uh little plot line with Miranda and Clark Gregg. Uh, what do you think, Jax? Yeah, um, I mean, and even though they were both lying to each other and I kind of would have liked to have seen if she would have come clean. I mean, we, we know that unless it's gonna be in this show, unless it's gonna be a long-term relationship, they don't like just kind of date someone multiple times if it's not gonna be like a real deal thing. Yeah. Um, but. I thought it was really funny. And I think it really gave Cynthia Nixon a chance to really like flex her comedic chops in this one. And I, that was yeah. making me chuckle. But what do you think about that sort of idea of, uh, of men being threatened by kind of powerful women when it comes to dating? 
I definitely think it's true. And I think that also in the case of why he lied, that women want to be with a man who might have a certain kind of job. And I think that was an interesting gender and power dynamic for them to um, explore. Uh, mm-hmm. It was interesting though that, um, and I think being a flight attendant or a stewardess, as she says that you need to say, cause it's more exciting than flight attendant um, for the men. Um, I think it was interesting that like, that was the job that she thought would definitely be most appealing to men if that's what she came up with. Right. Yeah. What do you think about that, Megan? Yeah, I think it's definitely true that some men are intimidated. And I think it's also true in this day and age that we judge people a lot by their career. Um, I live in the San Francisco Bay area and I do not work in tech. And when I was single, I remember feeling like people judged me for like not having a job at like, you know, Google or Facebook or something like that. And I did feel like I would be judged. So I think people definitely judge you by your career. And I think that's something we should start getting away from. You're not just what you do for a living. Yeah, I think hopefully we're getting, we are moving somewhat away from that, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's still not, not over. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm kind of lucky cause I, I have this sort of weird freelancing kind of job. So I don't really like fit into any category in that way. So <laughs> that's, that's helpful. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know dating can just be tricky. I, I actually do in, enjoy the few times that I've done speed dating. I actually have thought it was really fun. I enjoyed it. So <laughs> you feel like the people like that you were getting a good, at least a taste of who they were. Yeah, I think I did. And I mean, I, it's been a long time since I've done it. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> they always have it. At, at, I always think it's hilarious. They have it at our comic-con it's called fan X here in salt Lake. They have speed dating and I'm just, I've never done it there. I just think that would be very strange because you've got people in cosplay and stuff like what, you know, all of a sudden you're going to be like talking to a, like a Romulan, you know, and like what, <laughs> or you're talking to Dr. Strange or, you know, some weird thing like that. I actually think that's an even more compelling reason to do it. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Um, so, uh, then we have them helping Charlotte, uh, there's the bridesmaids dresses. I, well, I mean, I don't want to offend anybody for their choices on their wedding. So whatever works for you, do you, but personally, I don't love having the bridesmaids in white. I think it's weird. I'm surprised that. Charlotte wanted that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've I've seen it at no weddings that I've attended, but ones that I've uh, creeped on on Instagram, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I thought I thought it looked lovely, but I I don't know I I just yeah I think it's a strange choice for someone like Charlotte who seems like I think that she would want to be the one that really stands out in white in that way. Yeah, you just want the the bride to be in white. She's the one that is, I don't know. I think it's weird. What do you think about that, Megan? Yeah, in the commentary, they said they'd spent a lot of time thinking about the bridesmaid's dress is and how to, you know, make the style for each lady, but then, you know, still make it cohesive. He didn't, I don't think he talked too much about the color, but yeah, I mean, I kind of thought it was more like a cream than, you know, I didn't really it as so well, much of a white well samantha's is is definitely cream um oh and then oh you're right i guess um you're right uh then carrie's is carrie's the most is, white yeah i mean it all three of them you're could right. be uh more casual wedding dresses all three you're right you're right yeah i i i didn't do that i picked a my bridesmaids were in like a kind of uh, peachy pink color oh yeah yeah nice and there, people always think that, that, oh, you'll wear, you'll wear the dress again. And you just kind of nod yeah. and be like, sure we will. <laughs> no, you, you sell it on Poshmark. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's what you do. <laughs> 
We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. The Heartland TV show on Up, Faith and Family. Fans of the hit family drama Heartland know that Up, Faith and Family is the only place to stream every season of Heartland, including behind the scenes exclusive content. All 15 seasons of Heartland are available and ready to binge only in Up, Faith and Family. And if you love Heartland, then you will love the dramatic new series Mystic. Escape into a world of mysterious adventure, mystifying secrets and magical moments as we follow a group of horse-loving teens who are regulars at their local stables on the fictional peninsula of Calvary Point, New Zealand. First three episodes of Mystic are now available to stream with a new episode every Thursday. Go to upfaithandfamily.com forward slash hallmarkies today to sign up for your 14-day free trial. That's upfaithandfamily.com slash hallmarkies. <laughs> uh, so what do we think of Charlotte's wedding dress here? It's, I guess it's Vera Wang is what they said. And they don't use the F word at Vera Wang kind of was funny. That made me laugh. Uh, school <laughs> rock I met, school house rock I met. Yes. I love that. I love that line. That was funny. <laughs> uh, it's a very, I, I think it is a very Charlotte dress. It's very, you know, ball gown, very traditional. It was pretty boring to me, but it, uh, you know, that's, she's going to want something very traditional for, yeah. especially for a church wedding like this. Yeah. It seemed very, um, of the time as well. You know, the two are like strapless. I mean, strapless is still uh, mm-hmm. very popular in wedding dresses. It's very hard yeah. to find one that's not, um, but that specific kind of um, look silhouette was very popular in the early 2000s. So I thought it was very of mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Yeah. And they even had white uh, bouquets. Uh, so this was just not a color uh, color wedding. I hated her veil. I didn't. I thought it was, I don't know, not for me. Um, I like a more soft veil than like the puffy ones. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, Charlotte, and to Megan's point though, like it definitely did feel very um, of that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I I guess uh, her family isn't hasn't gotten that involved in all of this. I mean, we've seen Trey's family, but we haven't seen much from anybody with Charlotte's family through this whole thing. Yeah, that's very purposeful. They didn't, they want, he said that they, you know, they don't want to do too much of the girl's past or the girl's family because they're supposed to be each other's family. Mm. And he also said like, they don't do too much of the past because everyone in the audience, like they feel like they know these girls and talking too much about their past kind of, you know, changes that, I guess. But yeah, he was, MPK was like really proud that they pulled off a wedding without ever showing her dad until the very end. Oh, that's interesting that they, yeah. uh, they mentioned that. Yeah. They, yeah. They, it, it was definitely very purposeful. Mm. Yeah. Um, so she hasn't uh, slept with Trey. She's been holding off and uh, they end up being together the week of the wedding and he isn't uh, able to perform, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, which I don't know. I I feel like is a problem, but I feel like it seems like it's an over problem you could overcome if you really well, love each other. Especially because right now we know that it was only a problem one time, um, right. you know, and there's you know, whether it's a a physical thing or a mental thing or a mixture of both. Yeah. That's, you know, a a thing that you can work through or, you know, especially if you're open and willing to discuss it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then uh, we, but she kind of starts to get upset and she's like, should I go through with the wedding? Carrie's talking to her and you know, it does seem like Carrie's the last person that should be giving advice in this situation, which I guess is kind of dramatic irony, uh, which works uh, pretty well. And, uh, and then she does decide to go through with the wedding. I kind of would have liked to have seen the vows, but maybe that's on purpose because it's not going to last 
very long. Yeah. I, I thought it was hilarious that um, you know, her even thinking that she couldn't go through it because that's either an endorsement for waiting until you're married to have sex or doing it lots before you get engaged. Yeah. <laughs> so right. like whatever, whatever works for you, go ahead and do it. But maybe putting all your hopes on the night before the wedding, right. try for the first time. You know, I think you made it this far. Maybe just take it over the finish line so that you're not having these thoughts at your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> uh, all right. So then we also have with uh, Carrie getting annoyed at Aiden. And uh, even though he's, he's making this furniture for Charlotte and Trey, and he says, that's two different kinds of wood make them stronger. It's just like love. <sighs> and he, and he even says, well, maybe I can be with a smoker. Uh, he's willing to, to, to give on that. Um, but then he says, you never let me hold you anymore. Oh, what they say on the commentary about that? Yeah, they purposely wanted Aiden to just come off as the perfect boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they really wanted him to seem just absolutely perfect, which he kind of does. Um, they also said that that scene um, with the cart with the wood that that was supposed to be more of like a comedic scene, but then they played it more like sexy. The actors decided to do that, and then the, he thought it worked, so they kept it that way. Um, so that was interesting, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, you... I thought that seems beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. glad they chose to do it like that. Yeah, it is a be- Yeah, it's just heartbreaking because you know, you know, you know the truth, and he doesn't, and it's just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so then she confesses, and then she apologizes. And Aiden says uh, that I just need to be on my own for a while. I really loved you. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then we get the end. It's hard to find people who will love you no matter what. I was lucky to find three of them, which does make the the fact that I know that you know that Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker didn't get along at all. It does make it kind of even more bittersweet. I think. Yeah. I know it really does. I, I, I hope to think that at, at this stage they did get along and maybe later they, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I I like to think that in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Megan, I, I've been wondering the same thing. I mean, yes, we, we all know where it ended up, but watching the earlier seasons, which I know we're about halfway through now, but like, I, I do wonder when it all went off track and i i hope to find more information about that because they seem to have such genuine but i mean they're actors but still i don't know but even in like interviews of that time i don't remember i feel like they seem to be all getting along um but i i mean who knows what goes on behind the scenes but yeah i mean that ending scene and when she's uh you know carrie's crying and she kind of wipes away the tear and looks back up at Charlotte and in her dress. It's just, it's, it's so a, sweet. It it's is a sweet moment. And, is. and I, I feel like people, if you have this kind of friendship, you should definitely treasure it. You are very fortunate because I mean, I have friends, uh, that I'm very, very, very close to, but most of those people like Jax, for instance, I don't live next to her. And that's, so that's the difference. I wish we did. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I have a couple, uh, really good friends, um, that live nearby, but I don't know, just having this like core group of, of women that support you in everything that you do. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's a, I'm not going to say it's a fallacy because people do have that. And I, and I am kind of envious, I guess, but, um, I do feel like it's something that's easier to have in your twenties than in your thirties. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because... especially ones that all know each other and love each other. Yeah. 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 Group. Like, yeah. Like 
That's true. Okay. I have like a friend here, a friend there, a friend there. Um, and, uh, but, a, a group like they so often show in shows of this era, like in friends and, and, uh, and Seinfeld and then this, uh, shows from that era had, you had those sort of group of platonic friends that yeah. I don't know if that many people have in their thirties still. Yeah. But, and it was really, it was really hard when Aiden said like, I wish I didn't know. And it also, um, there's this uh, therapist and like thought leader and writer named Esther Perel that I'm obsessed with. And she wrote um, two books, one called Mating Captivity and one called The State of Affairs. And she talks a lot about romance and desire and, and monogamy and stuff. And she talks about like sometimes that it's actually a more merciful thing not to tell the person if you know you're not going to do it again you're not passing on anything to them like the, all, all this stuff and she's not condoning affairs but I do think I don't but know the, but, the, but the problem with that with this is that it's starting to affect her behavior towards Aiden yes yeah yes so yeah. she she had to she had to tell him. I mean, she's nitpicking him. She's criticizing him. She's not, she was holding an affection. So at a certain point you have to tell, I think yeah, in I this think situation. I think it depends too on the affair itself. Like you mentioned earlier, if this, you know, it was a one-time thing with someone random when, you know, maybe she was out of town or something and, yeah, something like that. I think maybe it's best, you know, not to, but this was way more of, you know, it was an emotional and physical affair with an ex-boyfriend. It was obviously very self, like I said, you know, self-destructive behavior. So I think in that sense, like she has to come clean mm -hmm. um, because yeah. it, it, I do see where that author is coming from in, you know, certain situations. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm not condoning it. I'm not, I'm not saying to do that or anything or that I would do that, but um, I understand where that's coming from for sure. But with her, it just, this was just so such a in, like in-depth affair that I think, you know, and I, and again, I think she does it because she, she wants, she's destroying her, you know, her happiness and, um, in order for her to grow and learn from that, she does need to come clean. Yeah. And now that you guys are saying that, I'm also thinking about the fact that too many people know now, mm -hmm. like Natasha knows, and I'm sure Natasha's family and friends will know, and the city feels smaller than you think. Yeah, that's and a good point. There's a chance he could find out from someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's heartbreaking. I and when he says to her about like, I, with no malice, I'm crying thinking about it. I love Aiden so much more this time around. I think now that I'm yeah. more grown up and just see how he's just, like you said, Megan, like the perfect boyfriend and just so kind to her. And he's like, I know myself and I, I'm not going to be able to like get over this. And, oh, it, yeah. it, with such kindness, it just, mm -hmm. He's so great. She's such a screw up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think this is a pretty good episode. This is a pretty iconic episode, I think. Uh, so I don't know. I'd maybe give it a, a nine. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's like peak sex in the city, you know? And then even that ending, that that beautiful ending about them, um, like you said, Megan, about her looking up at Charlotte and then Rachel, when you were saying like this, like core group of women, it, it brings it back to remind you that even through like all this tragedy, like this is what, in, in a wedding too, but it's still about these four women and that's beautiful. Yeah. And it almost feels like a season finale. So it's, I wonder if they sort of thought of this as a mid-season finale uh, being in, in the middle of the episode. So, I mean, middle season. So yeah. Yeah, I think that that's a good score. Would, Megan, would you agree? Oh yeah, I would give it a nine for sure. Um, it's very iconic, and yeah, I for some reason I thought that 
they did take a break after this episode before Let starting. Me see. The, but they don't. No, I, I looked at the dates and they didn't. I that was just something I made oh, up yeah. in my head apparently, because <laughs> it does <laughs> it does feel very season finale ish. Yeah, it does. It really yeah. does. So. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for joining us. This is always a blast. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, Jax, where can people find you? At Jacqueline C. Tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Great. And Megan, where can people find you? Okay. So on Twitter, you can find me at Megan D320. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also, make sure you're following us at City Girl Pod on Twitter. I try to, anytime I see, I swear I watch Mojo does a video on Sex in the City every, on their Miss Mojo channel, uh, at least once a month. So whenever I see anything on there, I try to post uh, that's Sex in the City related, post it on the City Girls Pod Twitter. So make sure you're following there. And also uh, make sure you're following Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews five stars. We really, really appreciate it. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our City Girls Pod merch at the merch store. So take a look at that. Uh, And there's a sale going on this week. So definitely a great time to get some City Girls merch. We also have the patron group, which is a lot of fun please take a look at that and uh thanks so much to both of you and we'll talk to y'all later bye everyone